BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history, and team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I'm bringing Sophie back. Sophie Stanbury, ex-Stanbury, keeping the name. Why are you keeping the name? We've just discussed this, Sophie. Yeah, quite simply, just because the boys have got it. And I always want to have the same name as my children. So I'm, unless I meet somebody that insists I take their name, I'll always be a Stanbury, I'm afraid. You've got me for life. There we go. Um, so not, get, not getting away with that one. And it's so funny because I'm not one. I'm not a Stanbury. Well, you are at the moment. Well, no, I'm Aren't still you? a Habib. Oh, you're still a Habib. Yes, I've got to change that. So you're you're the Stanbury and I'm not. Anyway, I'm trying to get back in. So today's is really like, I mean, you, funnily enough, were one of our favourite podcasts. God knows why. The whole world's gone mad, but I presume oh, it's because well, you're so relatable. I'm flattered. Yeah. That's so nice to hear. I mean, I think the thing is, is, um, you know, it, it isn't easy being a single mum. I'm very lucky because things have fallen into place for me, but sometimes the journey is tough and, you know, to get to where you want to be takes hard work, determination, commitment, and bravery, really. It can be a struggle. And for lots of people, the struggle continues daily. Um, and my heart goes out to all those people. It's starting from scratch. It's waking up one day, turning 40 and realizing you're on your own and you've got to do it all again, your whole career from scratch, or I, I mean, I had my business going, but it was, you know, there was nothing really going on with it. It was a hobby. 
And it's about reinvesting in yourself, believing in yourself, getting your confidence back and, you know, taking on the world and protecting your little family unit, which becomes your complete sacred space. And everything I do is for my boys. I mean, I see that, you know, like as I think Karen was very excited to get you back on because she relates more to you than she does me, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and she bitchily put down my biscuit that I requested before we started this podcast. And she goes, Sophie's coming back. You've got two assistants, two two housekeepers, two, a driver, and she's doing it all on her own. And I'm like, okay, rub it in. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think, Oh God, what I wouldn't do for a day off. I would love to be, you know, in a marriage with a husband who paid the bills and I wouldn't have to worry anymore. But most days I wake up and go, right, what I've got on today, I've got a mission, I've got a goal. In certain respects, I think what Alex did for me was one of the best things that he could have done for me, really, which was ripping a Band-Aid off, saying we're done walking away and, you know, leaving me to figure out the way on my own, which actually turned out to be a gift because I completely lost myself in my marriage. I was miserable. He was miserable. We both were on completely different paths at the time. And it was, it was horrible for both of us and I wouldn't have left. So I would have been that miserable, unhappy, stay at home mum who just does everything for their kids day in, day out and doesn't have any life of their own. And what Alex has done is given me that gift of reinventing myself and just going for it on my own. And I'm really grateful to him for that. Not at the time. I hated him at the time, but you know, <laughs> I've <laughs> but now I've come out the other side. And I think, you know, the great thing is, is that Alex and I ha now have the most enormous amount of respect for each other, which makes our relationship today, the best it's ever been. I adore him. He adores me. Um, I support him. He supports me. We're a complete united front for our kids. We can go on holiday together. We can spend weekends together. He can come for supper. I can hang out with him at his place. He can hang out with me at my place. And that's something that we completely lacked when we were married. So yeah. And I'm, I'm so thankful for it. What do you think that is? Because, I mean, like, how do you feel, like, obviously Alex has had girlfriends and has a girlfriend and they're in and out. Mm -hmm. what, what happens when another person comes into the relationship? How does that rock this boat? Well, it's obviously a challenge. You can't, it, life is never perfect. You're not going to have a fairy tale life. Let no one tell you that. Um, even if you're born with, thousands of pounds, millions of pounds in the bank, and you've got your own aeroplane. It's really not to do with money. It's to do with, well, it is to do with money and it's not to do with money. I mean, I think what Alex and I went through at that point in our life was two little boys, his business going down the pan, not being able to tell me because he was too afraid of my reaction, ripping the rug out from under my eyes, losing our house. There were so many things going on for him, which were causing him a huge amount of stress. And what I saw on the other side was a husband that didn't love me, a husband that didn't want to spend any time with me, a husband that resented me for having two children, that I felt encroached in his life. There was no communication with what was really going on. And it was only... A year and a half later, we sat down and we had these very real conversations with each other and we forgave each other for everything. 
And I think forgiveness is a massive, massive part of getting on, getting out the other side. Because, you know, when Alex left, I was devastated. I was angry. I was disappointed. I just thought he was the worst husband. And that was it. Because I couldn't see further than my own fear and what was I, what I was caught in in that moment, which was the fact that I was suddenly on my own and I didn't have any means or ways to progress. And I was terrified, um, although I did. But when you're living in fear, you're kind of slightly with a noose around your neck. You can't breathe. You can't see the wood for the trees. And you really have to get your shit together to get out of that phase and move into the next phase, which is getting back out there and getting a job. But I think in terms of Alex and I, we're, we're in a great place now because so much has happened since we split up. I don't blame him for leaving me. I was a miserable woman when he was with me. Every time he came home, I niggled at him. Every time we sat down for dinner, we had an argument. I felt like I did everything on my own for the children, which I did at the time because he was under a huge amount of pressure and really didn't want to tell me. He was too scared because we built this lovely life together. And when business was going well, we had lovely holidays. We lived in a beautiful house. We drove a Range Rover. Everything seemed great. But behind that front door, everything was in pieces. He was lying to me. I was miserable. I was resentful. He would go out all the time with his friends because it was much more fun than coming home to me being an absolute nag you know, we were going in a vicious cycle. So really the only thing we could have done at that point was walk away. I don't know how we'd have got through it. We tried therapy. We tried taking time out for a bit and getting back together, but really we were broken at that point. And everything that we'd done together before our marriage seemed so far away from where we were at at that point. And it's not somewhere I would ever want to go back to, nor would I wish it on anybody else. It's a very dark, sad hole that you can end up feeling in. Unwanted, unloved, stupid, ignorant. You know, there's so many emotions that you go through at that time. You just feel completely worthless. And I'm sure Alex didn't mean to do that, but that's the hole I was going into. So I think when somebody leaves you at that point, you, you are in a fight or flight mode. I mean, obviously the most important thing to me was my kids. And the only way I was going to get out of that hole was to get off my butt and get out there and get back in the game and start working again. Never say no to things when you're living in fear. Just go for it. Take that job. It might not be the dream job. Take it. It's a step forward. Everything is about just taking the next step. You know, it's, it's not easy, but I'm doing it and I'm loving it and I'm loving life. And, you know, sometimes business is booming and I've got, you know, not a care in the world. And other times it's more challenging. And definitely at the start of this year, it was, it was a challenge after COVID you know, it was manically busy during COVID. And then there was a huge lull in January where I started thinking, oh God, you know, where are all my clients? But we make it happen and we make ends meet and we do other things. And, you know, we, if one thing's not working, we switch to something else. She's still not a prostitute. I haven't done that yet. And nor will I. I don't think I'd be good enough. No, 
No, we're, we're British. We'd be starfish the whole time. Be lying there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you do the work, but just pay me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where's my dinner? Yes. Oh, that's not yeah. part of this contract. Exactly. <laughs> So let's take a little break from the show and discuss something that you all always ask me about, which is my hair. And let's face it, I've only ever had one hairstyle, so it's about time I mixed it up. So if you want big, beautiful, effortless wave just in time for back to school, Con Air Double Ceramic Waver is designed not just with one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling and long lasting waves, which in the heat I live in is absolutely key. And it has instant heat up and 30 heat settings for every hair type and turbo heat boost for those difficult to style spots. It's so easy to get the waves you crave. The wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results. So you can be back to school beautiful with Full flowing waves. Now, so quick and easy to create at home, which again, who has time to do all these hairstyles? I mean, I'm always having to try and help my daughter and I'm just useless. So this has made it painless for her and for me. With full flowing waves, so quick and easy, you'll be able to be selfie ready on campus and off. Skip the salon, save time, big, beautiful waves at home, no salon appointment needed, What's not to love? Get your waiver delivered to your door just in time for back to school. Ordering this back to school essential for beautiful bombshell waves is easy. To order, just go to canair.com and search waiver. Let's get back to the show. The funny thing is, okay, so looking back at you guys, because when you were married, it was, it was toxic for all of us. None of us enjoyed being mm. around it. No, it was um, awful. Now you have such an incredible relationship. It's so bizarre, just without <laughs> sex. And you, you can share yes, a room, you go on holiday. which is good. I wait, love the fact that Could you never get back? I mean, I, somebody asked me this at the weekend, actually, because I was with a group of people I hadn't seen for months because of COVID, obviously. And um, they said, oh, what are you doing for the summer? And I said, well, Alex and I are just planning a holiday with the boys. And they said, what? You're going on holiday with your ex-husband? And I said, well, of course, you know, we're really good friends. Why wouldn't we? The boys want both of us together. Um, so it's lovely for them. It's really nice for us. I don't love traveling on my own with the boys. I've done it, you know, for the last three years. I find it stressful. So I kind of like having a man around. And if I'm going to have a man around, I'd like it to be the boy's daddy. Um, you know, that might change if I met somebody who wanted to come away. And then that's fine. And maybe Alex would come with his girlfriend at that point. Alex and I are in a great place. I think it comes from time. Time is a healer forgiveness, letting things go. You can't carry around grudges and resentment. And, you know, his girlfriend's really lovely. I don't have a problem with her at all. She's lovely to the boys, first and foremost, which is really my priority. Even if she didn't like me, she likes my children. She makes an effort with her, that with them, and they like being around her. So I'm very thankful for that. So I'm lucky in that respect. There's no one that's come into Alex or I's life that has been challenging or has made the relationship between us and the boys difficult. How does she cope with you going on, going on holiday for the summer with him then? I'm sure she's fine with it. I mean, I think if she wasn't, he wouldn't be coming. She knows I wouldn't go near him romantically with a 10-foot pole. Um, I've been there. I've done that. The reason I wouldn't do that is because I know what it leads to. And for me, it leads to pain and misery and 
aggression and anger and resentment towards each other. So I'd much rather take the friendship. We're in safe grounds there. Everything works. We get on super well. We should never have got married. We were always best friends, you know, and, but going back to what you said about, you know, would I ever go back with Alex? I think the point is, and this is what somebody asked me, you know, at the weekend is if Alex and I in 20 years time are in our sixties and we're not married, there's no reason why we couldn't spend time together, but not as a sort of, I don't know, that sounds really weird. Well, like retire together in a way. Yes. Retire together. Like I will always have him as a really good male friend. So there's nothing to say that when we get older, we wouldn't go and go to a retirement home together. <laughs> that sounds so depressing. It does. I mean. It does. Okay, let's not go down that road. It's different. We have to look at life in a different way. As I said, there is no knight in shining armor. And I think once women understand that and what's so powerful about what you said today is like you had the perfect life in your head. We all did. Everyone goes to me, oh God, no one leaves a gem. No one leaves a gem. And I'm, you know, mm. I see it's very funny. Like I see how amazing he is with everybody else, but he'll never be that person for me he just won't yeah. he'll always be a great provider friend you know where he is he's great in a crisis <laughs> he's great in a bloody crisis if and I need you him- need someone like that in your yes. life everyone needs a crisis management team i feel absolutely the best i've ever felt because right now i Good. have my crisis management team i have my <laughs> fun i have somebody who's just with me to make me happy that's all oh, yeah he wants in life is to see me happy. I mean, you're in a very fortunate position and I am so happy for you. You deserve the world and you have gone, I don't care what anybody thinks. I've met this guy. He's 20 years younger, but he makes me happy. And do you know how many people ask me in London, what is Caroline doing? I mean, you know, people are judgmental. I'm like, listen, if you want to question somebody who's living her best life, having the time of her life, in the sunshine, doing the things she loves, then question it. But from what I can see, it's great. She's happy. She's smiling. Celebrate it. Why question it? People don't know where to put it because it doesn't fit the norm. And I think everybody, in a way, the fact it's lasted this long, I think people were just waiting for it to blow up in my face. And the fact it just hasn't yet or ever. I don't think it will. I think it's just, you know, he's just that guy. I came home with threads the other day. It was quite so funny. Oh, so God. Was that painful? No, it wasn't actually, but I did my threads, came home. Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, where are the wrinkles? He goes, your wrinkles have gone. And I went, uh, that's kind of the point, Sergio. He goes, no, no, I love the wrinkles. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> he's so lovely. God, that's great though. I think I need that then. Bye bye wrinkles. But I think, you know, the fact is we can all survive on our own. It's, it does take hard work and determination and nothing in life is given to you on a plate, really. And I think with enough guts and enough courage and enough gusto underneath your sort of just getting your momentum going, you can really do whatever you want in life. That could be from anything. I think that's the thing. I think what I am doing and you are doing is, you know, we are showing on our Instagram that we are living. I mean, 
We are fucking living. You can't say that I sit on my ass. You cannot say that you sit on your no. ass. And I'm, you know what, how annoying for people that are, you know, in loveless ma- marriages or miserable to watch someone in her, you know, mid 40s when I'm meant to be, you know, knitting pre- practically, dancing around town with her young boyfriend who doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And he has yeah. two feet to leave me. And he's just proposed and we're off again. And he's more in love than ever. And I can confidently say that. Like, yes. I can confidently tell you he is going nowhere. He's definitely not. I've seen him with you. Yeah. He's he's done. He's done. He's so, done. you know, what happens in 20 years is everyone likes to remind me. I have no idea. Maybe, you know, maybe we renegotiate it, but it doesn't matter. But, but does it doesn't matter. Any relationship. Exactly. I was going to say, what happens in 20 years if I meet somebody who's 50 might happen in 20 years. And I think that's the really nice thing about the day and age we live in now, which is very different to our parents' generation. We can just go for things in life and say yes to things and go with our heart and follow our dreams and and go down roads that we probably would have been too scared to have gone down before because we're living our lives. I think that the other thing that's really important to say here is, you know, it's not easy constantly getting up in the morning, taking the kids to school, running to meetings, putting together presentations, getting back, doing your emails, doing the invoices. I mean, I am a one man band, which is about to change today, actually, because I'm taking on a partner. Here, you know, I have to remind everyone that, you know, it's not like UK staff are half the price to help. And I think that, you know, I'm just, I, I grew up in a very, very traditional spoiled way. And, you know, I think I was just never learned to do any of that, which is so important. I do yeah. I do try and change that with my boys, like, because my boys have got into the thing because they see how I am. They'll literally undress and drop their stuff on the floor. And I'm like, no, no. And they're getting better at it. And when they yeah. stay with my dad, my dad teaches them to do all that kind of stuff. But I mean, all kids are like that. My kids get out of the shower and drop the towel on the floor and walk off, drop the dirty pajamas. And I'm constantly reminding them that's the laundry basket. That's where you put your socks. There you put your shoes. But, you know, actually Finn's even better than Harrietta. He'll like carry, you know, when he goes on a play date, the other mums will say, oh, Finn is so wonderful. Did you tell him to carry my shopping bags in from the boot of the car? And I'm like, no, but he's had it drummed in from me. Don't get out of the car until you take a shopping bag. I like the fact that there are some things as a single mum that you do expect of your children that, you know, if you had a partner, you wouldn't expect that level of help from. So, you know, the boys definitely have to have to help me a lot. I want them to because I want them to understand that not everything in life is handed to them. I think it's great. And they'll respect women so much more. And I think, you know, a very interesting way to co-parent as well, because you know, I was thinking about it last night, Night. no matter what happens in a relationship, I don't care what the men say, I really don't, even if you've got 50-50, we do all the work. You know, it is just simple as that, because I organise all the doctor's appointments, all the clothes when they run yeah. out of it, all the play dates, all the menus, I organise all their, you know, school stuff. Everything, day to day, yeah. So, you know, when they like to say, oh, well, we do stuff, yeah, mm-mm. You know, yeah. it takes a bloody army because my I've got three children going three different directions on a weekend. You know, just the scheduling yeah. of everything is so difficult. The best gift you can give your kids as a separated or divorced parent is a good relationship with their father. I think that is the best gift you can give them because they will never feel torn between both of you. They'll never feel uncomfortable about asking to see the other one. 
they still feel part of a family unit. And I think it's very sad for children whose parents who dislike each other intensely to have to grow up with that, that negativity. I'm a thousand percent into that with you. Like even the first year that we broke up and we weren't really enamored with each other at all, Gem and I went skiing together. Uh, we just yeah. shared a bedroom with the children, um, each instead of each other. Every Christmas, you know, uh, Sergio leaves and in comes Gem, and that's just how it is. Um, until one yeah. day, eventually, when, you know, Gem has his girlfriend and whoever it is, and then we can all be together. But until that yeah. moment, that's what happens. And I completely agree. You know, even you have to put your own feelings aside. And you can <laughs> get through the day, because what one thing that we... I think you and I can both tell everyone, once you put the emotion aside and understand what's left, what's left is a business partnership. And actually that's worked better and it works mm -hmm. better because everything else is out of it. And the things that, you know, like I, I have said to Jem, you know, if he gets angry with me or whatever, you know, you don't get to talk to me like that anymore. We're divorced. Yeah. So that takes yeah. that aside because then it doesn't emotionally affect you anymore. You're just like, one. Do you know, the funniest thing is though, is actually when you strip away all the expectations that you think you should put on situations like you know if you're going to a barbecue and you know that I know that Alex and his girlfriend are going to be there and I'm with the kids actually if you just strip away all those preconceived ideas and forget what anybody else thinks in that room about oh this could be awkward forget it you can end up having a really good time and actually enjoy each other's company you know, forget all the bullshit. Just go in open-hearted. There's a reason you were connected in the first place. There's a reason you get on. There's a reason you had, you know, whatever's gone on, as I said to, to my ex, no matter what, we don't get to say goodbye. So we better just mm -hmm. figure it out, just as you have. Um, and I think you actually hated my brother more than I ever um, had a bad thing with Jem. I just didn't feel yeah. we were the right people anymore. I just felt like I was a completely different person to him. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean I want him to have a miserable life. I do not. The quicker he has a, a, a wonderful life is the quicker that we all do. You know, as far as I'm concerned, now I have the best, as I've said twice on this podcast, I think, best relationship with him because yeah. I know exactly where I stand. He will pick up my phone in 30 seconds because I'm not going to scream at him. I'm simply going to ask him if he can, you know, yes. what we need to do. <laughs> For something. Well, I mean, I definitely have my... I think Alex walked in the door on Sunday night, last night, with a whole bag of washing. And I said, Alex, you took the boys for one night. You needed one pair of shorts and one T-shirt. Why have I suddenly got 500 items of clothing to wash when I've just cleaned the house? And he suddenly started to launch on this, you know, like a married couple. And then I went, oh, gosh, stop, 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 stop. It's Sunday night. Let's not do this. And he went... Yeah, you're right. He goes, to be honest, I wouldn't even bother washing it. You know, I mean, it, we we ended up laughing about it, but it's quite easy sometimes to just fall down that trap again of, of you know, becoming over familiar. You know, my house is my house. Alex's house is his house. It works. Um, I don't know how it will work on holiday, but we've already done Christmas with you those two years ago and we had the best time. There was not one argument. 
the clothes between houses and all that kind of stuff is impossible because even if you buy two sets, it, they, one always creeps over to the other. I mean, poor <laughs> yes. Zach woke up yesterday. He, uh, this weekend, he had to borrow Sergio's shorts because he didn't have any that fit him. They were all at his dad's. Um, oh, no. So he came wondering and he goes, does Sergio any trousers? And I mean, it's too funny. What I do is I, I have my um, I have my ex's uh, housekeeper's number and I just yeah. call her and I say, send me a picture of everything that's in the closet. And and then I can say I need this, this, and this. Yeah. And then I have my two my housekeeper talk to hers. And I I've, I've started because they're little stealers over there. I've started taking yeah. pictures of everything that I send over there to make sure it comes back to here. So yeah, but you see, there's it's that thing again. You've just suddenly, you know, when Alex and I started bickering about the washing, we suddenly just had to stop ourselves and change, you know, and change it up because it's easy to go down that bickering path over nothing. You know, who cares if I've got five more pairs of shorts to wash. I really couldn't care less. But what I do care about is that we have a nice, happy, open, loving relationship towards each other in a platonic way for us and for the boys. It's so down to the woman. And I think that that's what's important to come out of this as well, by the way, because I think, you know, men react to women and to us and to our emotions. And so, you know, every time I'm about to like launch at Gem, only an ex-husband can poke you in that certain way because yeah. they know all your buttons and you know and then I'm just about to do it and my head goes don't do it don't do it yeah and then I just go and then you just kill them with kindness you go you're right okay and then you just walk out you breathe deeply and goes okay and you I do those yeah. little like, like um yeah <laughs> yeah no but you're right just taking a step away just letting it go is sometimes much better than hitting it head on in the face and you know, having a fight, having a fight is the most draining, awful. And I think, you know, that's another reason that I probably, it holds me back from going into another relationship is because I know that my marriage was such a roller coaster of emotion. It was great. Then it was awful. Then I was happy. Then I was so sad. Then I was this and I was, and it was like a constant roller coaster that I couldn't get off. And I do not want to go down that road again. People ask me all the time, do you meet people? You do. You meet a lot of guys that like you, right? It's not like there are I meet guys. people. I'd say I'm not out there. I don't really put myself out there. I'm kind of quite... I see more girlfriends than I do guy friends. I'm on a dating website, only one, because I got off the other one because it was just so... I guess the problem is, is that I I have no expectations. There's no list. I, I have got, I haven't got a list of they have to be this, they have to be that. But what I don't want to do is go and sit awkwardly in a restaurant on my time and their time and waste an evening with somebody that I have absolutely nothing in common with. Could you do young? I've got, I've done young. I did that year with, with somebody younger than me and I loved it. But I didn't want another family. And so that was always going to be the problem. You know, I did I did young. I didn't have a fully committed relationship with somebody younger. I saw them when it suited us and it was lovely. And we had fabulous dinners together. We had a lot of fun. We spent the weekends that I didn't have the children hanging out. And, and it was great. But I knew that there would always be an end to it because I didn't want to have more children. And I really feel at this point in my life, if I can meet somebody that doesn't want more children, that would be much better for me. Well, thank yeah. you, Sophie. That's been oh, amazing. Well, I think we've got so, so nice many to chat. Yeah, so many good things out of that. Like I'm 
It's a great podcast. I've had really good ones the last two days, I have to say. It's so exciting. I'm even learning from them and I love it. So thank you so much for coming on again. I hope we'll do it again. Absolute pleasure. Um, And for a catch up in your life. I have to say it's pretty um, inspiring for people. And I think the, the one takeaway is... I think the biggest holdback people say to me is like, well, you know, you had money, you had money, so it's easy to leave. And that's not entirely true, but you you guys can all say whatever. Maybe you could say to people, it's still worth it, whether you, you know, you think you haven't got anything in the bank or... Yeah, I had nothing in the bank and Alex and I, unfortunately, didn't have anything between us in the bank. We mortgaged the house, we had to see this and the, the other. So we left with nothing from our marriage. He helped me the first six months with rent. And that was great because I was completely terrified. But that gave me six months to pick myself up and to get out there and to get back into the working frame of mind. So if you are terrified because of money, just remember that you can do it. Your life won't be perfect to begin with. You will have to go through making sacrifices of of the house you thought you might live in, the surroundings you might find yourself, the job you might have to do, but you will get through it and life gets better. You just have to keep putting one foot in in front of the other, be determined, believe in yourself and don't be hard on yourself. Keep rewarding yourself and surround yourself with really positive, good people. Don't surround yourself with drainers who make your life feel even more depressing. Surround yourself with positive uplifters because honestly, your friends help you get through. They do. And actually one thing you just said there is reward yourself. I also believe even in the midst of it all, when you start earning money, little rewards for yourself, be it a blow dry, a lipstick color that you want, a thing. If you're only paying bills with the money you earn, it's very hard to motivate yourself to keep going. Sometimes, as I've said, being a little bit selfish and selfish doesn't mean squandering your whole month's thing on your clothes, but it means just buying or doing something for you. Or do a Deliveroo for you and your family. You know, once a week, get something delicious in for supper or treat yourself to a manicure or, you know, just a little something that's going to pick you up and you're going to sit there thinking, I earned this. And it's a good feeling and positive reinforcement from you, your family, your friends. We can, we've all got it in us. We can all do it. It takes hard work and determination. But once you have your confidence, and I actually, one thing we haven't talked about, which really helped me, I'm not going to go on and on and on, but was fitness, getting my fitness back up. And I was free. I didn't pay for a gym membership or join, have a personal trainer. I put my trainers on and I ran out with my dog every day. And I went running for 45 minutes a day and it was a game changer. Now that could be a walk if you don't want to run, but just getting outside, fresh air, being in in sort of on your own, in your own headspace, it's so good for you. We are all the same. And that's what I think this shows, you know, be it my life may be on a bigger scale out here with a bigger house, more stuff, but I have to pay for it. I'm the one Mm. paying for it. So I still have to find the money for it. I still have to get the jobs to do it, you know? So whatever it is, you can make it happen. I almost gave in and got a small house. I almost got an apartment and it was like this. And then I thought, no, fuck it. I'm going to push myself and I'll do it. And I think that's what you've done. You went out, got your house, you pushed yourself. 
if you push yourself, it comes. Mind, yeah. body, soul, do everything. You know, I think a lot of women go into young relationships with young guys and go, well, they're going to leave me. Well, there you go. They do. You know, yeah. I, I never thought like that. I was like, well, he's lucky to have me. And uh, yeah, he's still here. So I think yeah. positive affirmations, people, positive yeah. life, positive view. I hope this peps you up. I hope you guys get a bit good takeaway from this because um, life is pretty fucking good. There is no reason to sit somewhere that you don't want to be. And be miserable. Get out, live your life, live your best life, work hard, get your confidence, surround yourself with gorgeous people and you will thrive. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. Pleasure, treasure. Lovely to chat. Have a great day in Dubai. I'm praying I get to see you over the summer. But in the meantime, big kiss. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 